Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with... There we go. Well, hopefully we're on. You hear better with those earphones on. I do. Are you hearing us out there? I think I do. I, I can hear. I think so. All right. That's a good sign. All right. Well, welcome to the show. Trace Hazlett in for Dr. Calvin Finch. Dr. Jerry Parsons here. And uh, if you can't help us there, Al, we're getting a little echo. Uh, and if you could fix that, that would be great. You don't depend on Al to do everything. Do I do. I have to. He got a lot of pressure on him. I know. He handles it well, though. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I want to, I want to start the show by yeah. telling everybody. That I warned Calvin to stay away from that prostrate rosemary. Oh. See what happened? Mm. Not, I, I have, if, if I have learned nothing in all these years, it's, uh, yeah, don't, don't go there. Don't go there? Okay. Sometimes it's best just not to go Every there. Every time you say that, prostrate bothers me a lot. Let's see. All right, cool. All right, I think we're, nope. Are you still kind of hearing a little echo? Yeah. Yeah, we got a little echo there, Al, so we hear ourselves twice. If you could figure that out, that would be great. All right, uh, but otherwise, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. He <laughs> fixed that. No, I fixed <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, I still hear it. Yeah, it's yeah. still there. I like to hear that. Uh, hey, well, Milton. Melted. All right, stop Melted. it. Melted. Stop it. Let's it gets look. a double, double the pleasure of your yeah. voice. <laughs> Let's make sure this part's right. We have James on the line. Let's see if we can answer his tomato questions at 210-308-8867. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Oh, it's pretty hot and dusty today. <laughs> oh, just today? We're waiting on that good rain shower supposed to be coming. Oh, okay. Good. The Sinisa are blooming, so they think they know something. They had not quit blooming for the last month. Have they? Well, hasn't we've gotten rain for the last month. Well, there you go. Okay. Yes, James, how can we help you? Um, the middle of June is usually when I get uh, the fall tomatoes started. I got the trays seeded, and I got them watered in with some seaweed water kelp and uh is it with this heat they ought to come up in three or four days in the shade over there oh yeah yeah they've come up fast in the summer um i got a new uh uh plum tomato the roma tomato we've been growing that la roma three yeah pretty 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 good but uh i called uh home seed. I talked to uh, Gary up there and uh, 
he was in California with that Mariana. Uh, he's seen that growing in uh, three different kind of configurations, and he said you could even grow that uh, that tomato down on the ground. We want something low, something that'll stay low on stakes. So uh, I'm trying that Mariana. Mariana. Uh, we're going to see if we like it this fall, and then maybe plant a couple of rows next spring of the uh, of the Mariana. Or the yeah. Lyroma, just depending on how we like them. Is there a Mariana Plum or Mariana? That name is familiar. Uh, He's got the or a, Maybe an old, old, old-fashioned uh, heirloom tomato. No, Mariana. it's it's a it's a real uh, real good hybrid uh, that is grown uh, commercially. Uh, he went to the seed trials, so he he he's he seen it growing, and he said it's a uh, it's a pretty good pretty good uh, commercial uh, okay. tomato. Is that it's a hybrid, you say? Yes, sir, and it's got the nematode resistance, and uh, it, oh, it's, great! Uh, it was recommended uh, to me from uh, from a from home seed, so we're going to give that a try. But what what I really wanted to talk to you about is I called uh, Medina and I was talking to Jenny yesterday, and she said, you know, you can fertilize those tomatoes in the ground with the with the fertilizer and the water and everything. But um, if you use that uh, Medina plus, that Medina not uh, Medina plus, but the Medina uh, has to grow as a foliage treatment, you get a whole lot more blooms on it. Is what she's saying. So. Uh, twice a month is what she's recommended. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, have you have you tried to eat uh, tr- tr- uh, uh, Twinkies through your ear, James? Not yet. Well, try that, and that works about as well as what you're talking about. She's saying the feeding the foliage has something to do with making the uh, bloom set. More no. Blooms. No. No? That's, that's absolutely wrong. Oh, that's wrong. Yeah, I know, I know that breaks your heart, but uh, the they have the phosphorus helps a little bit, but uh, just just the right amount of phosphorus, and uh, it uptakes it through the roots. Not, through, the, the, not the, through the leaves. Not through the leaves. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Twinkie in here. That's what I figured. I was just the, uh, clarifying for anybody <laughs> that the. Uh, the uh, foliar feeds are are usually a lot a lot better than uh, uh, with the minor elements, like uh, maybe with iron chelates or magnesium. The minor elements, because it it takes some minor elements out of it. But for phosphorus, I, I don't. I've never heard of uh, phosphorus being foliar fed it's the uh, the medina has to grow and evidently that's got some uh, seaweed in it and that i don't know how that works but that's supposed to uh, trigger the plant into making more blooms how, okay. how many plants do you have me yeah oh there's a hundred and something out there i don't know well i was going to suggest you could kind of do an experiment 
Oh, I'm just about done, man. Everything's getting hot, dusty, and dried up. I'm just about <laughs> okay. finished picking by now. I'll, I'll, I'll have another week or so, and that's it. Tell, tell me how the uh, uh, the uh, new... Uh, oh, was that the... Uh, yeah, it was the... <laughs> Tomato. Uh, wasn't Celebrity Plus, was it? Yeah, yeah. Was it? Celebrity Plus. How did that do for you? They were really doing well. There was a few plants that put on a re- really nice set of a smaller tomato, but most of them had a, a eight ounce, ten ounce uh, celebrity, and there was hardly any cracking at all. Um, the plants are big and vigorous, and uh, I had to prune a few of them. They were uh, to find the tomatoes, but. They're, they're coming on, man. They're, uh, they look like they'll go for another two weeks, maybe three, uh, in the state house. Okay, did you... Are ha- there any differences between... Yeah, the regular and yeah, are uh, you the noticing? new one? I mean, could you tell the difference if you walked into... Well, the regular ones are kind of, I don't know, tall and skinny. And these new ones are, geez, a couple, couple of them as big as your washing machine, man. They're... they're uh, they're pretty big plants, and uh, they set real good. The only thing is, uh, you've got to dig for those tomatoes on some of them. They are big plants. Mm. How tall are they? Uh, they're not that tall. They're uh, four and a half, about four and a half, maybe five foot. Oh, well, that's good. They, they're not real tall and skinny like the old celebrity. They're... They're kind of shortened. Okay. Spread out. Well, that sounds good. That's what we want. Hey, thanks, James. Okay, you guys have a good day. Bye. You too, man. Stay cool. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. How's it going, Trace? Welcome to the porch. I, you you live here, but that's okay. I, I must have picked about uh, five pounds of tomatoes this morning. Oh, now you have the Roma <laughs> and the... Uh, nope, I have... Uh, uh, no, sorry, the Ruby Crush and the 68. That's, yes, that was the bulk of the, the weight. Okay. Uh, but the, this year's Rodeo Tomato was the... Oh, that's right. The big one. Calvin convinced your wife to get that, too. She Yes. And <laughs> there were so many on it, even, that some of them are hitting the ground before she can pick them and use them. Wow, that's good. Yeah, I have a... Tom- yeah, we haven't had much reports on that, but uh, we haven't had any bad reports either, so it's yeah, just Oh, good. on the uh, Thunderbird? Yeah. All right, so we need reports, 210-308-8867. Uh, good or bad, 210-308-8867. Remember, we could blame Dr. Stein and Larry, and uh, David Rodriguez David? if they're no good. All right. David is on the line. I don't think, I don't think it's our David. <laughs> okay. At 210-308-8867. Hey there, David. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's your question? Um, hey, how y'all doing? Good, good. I have a, I have a question about Bermuda seeded Bermuda grass. Okay. And um, I um, planted uh, some Sahara variety Bermuda grass uh, in May. And it came up great, but so of the weeds. And, uh-huh. and uh, I was calling to see uh, if they had any advice on how to control the weeds this time of year. Mainly, the, the main type of weed that I see within the fresh or new Bermuda is 
little heart-shaped leaf with a little yellow flowers on it. Got the real big roots. So there's not a whole lot of chemicals you want to spray on new Bermuda. If it's established Bermuda, yeah, you've got some options. Uh, Image makes a pretty decent one that will take out wide-blade grasses and some broadleaf, and it will work when it's warm. But I would not suggest doing it on new grass. I think your best weed control for your situation is mow, mow again, and mow a third time. Keeping the weeds cut down, uh, eventually, if you keep the Bermuda at the right height, eventually the weeds give up, and the Bermuda responds well to the short-growing habit. Okay. Do you know the name of this type of weed that I was uh, describing to you? I think well, Jerry I, might. I, I think we were talking about horse herb. Yeah. What was that again? Horse herb. <laughs> it's, a, horse herb. It, it's a prolific weed that pops up in a lot of yards, and some people actually consider it desirable. <laughs> uh, at some certain points of the year, we actually sell it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What, could that have, by any chance, been mixed with the Bermuda seed? Uh, Unlikely. No. More, yeah. more than likely, you, you had to water that seed for the Bermuda to come up, and the horse herb responded to that just as good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate your, your help. Good. Thanks, David. Glad we could help you. Thanks. Right. Isn't there a song? What? Mo, 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 your Bermuda. Yeah, that's. I think there is. Uh, <laughs> we could do that. Just switch the lawn with Bermuda. There you go. Mow, mow, mow your lawn. Taking out the weeds. <laughs> merrily, 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 there merrily. There you go. So they don't go to seed. <laughs> that's pretty good. Does that work? <laughs> yeah, it okay. does. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I, I still haven't mowed our lawn yet. Although I think it's kind of. Doesn't the lawn get at some point like it just says, okay, it's too hot. I'm going to kind of. Well, yeah, we're we're just about there where it's yeah. not going to grow as much. Although if you're giving it the water it needs, you will still be mowing, just not anywhere near as okay. frequent. Yeah, because it's uh yeah the the back which we haven't been mowing, uh, watering that much is uh, kind of like okay I've had it <laughs> and the poor meadow yeah it's the, gone the, the meadows yeah it's not gone but it's it's on its last uh, last stem. Um, yeah, about the only thing you would have left. Uh, got the bee bomb left. Yeah, bee bomb is it's pretty tall, isn't it? Big. Yeah, it's about maybe as tall as those guys is in front of us. If you look at your ra- look right at your radio, and you'll see Mercer. Look at all that butterfly weed. Yeah, you'll see yeah. butterfly weed in front of us, and it's probably about two and a half feet tall. Yeah, maybe two. Whatever. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's uh, some of it's pretty big. But uh, yeah, am, it's, I, am I required to talk about butterflies because I'm sitting in this? Yes, chair? you are. Yeah. Go ahead, Trace. <laughs> uh, you don't. You can wait until twelve twenty. Before, yeah, I, before I mention zinnias, legally, according to the contract, you have to mention zinnias at least three times during the show. Oh, and okay. butterflies. So it's <laughs> mm, every show. I mean, I, I don't make the rules. I okay. just, All right. I just report them. Uh, but yeah, the the meadow is pretty much turning brown. So yeah, but there's a big sunflower seed right in the middle. I mean, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's. It's. I would say it is. It's taller than I am. I'm not a huge man in terms of height, but it's eight, seven, eight feet tall. Could be. Yeah. Okay. So is that going to be the big? Is that the big bloom? 
Yeah. So well, it's that tall, probably. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. I like those best. And we're pretty sure we came up with what you is, is this where your uh, other plant is growing? Yeah. Growing picture? Yeah, it's in a different, the same packet, but it's in a different. <laughs> ma- remember the thing I showed you before, and you were like, I don't know. <laughs> well, now it, now it has a bloom on it. Okay. And uh, yeah, we think it's Cosmos, which I think you might have guessed. Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to ask you. You should be seeing some Cosmos. And if you want to plant some wildflowers now, Cosmos is the one to, to plant uh, in the summer. And uh, all you have to do is either water or get it established, and then you can quit watering it. Because the more you water it, the more you take care of it, the taller and lankier it gets. Whereas if you make it stress a little bit, it stays small and compact. Well, smaller and compact. Okay, cool. All right, 210-308-8867. We're going to take a quick break. You give us a call. We want tomato reports on your Thunderbird. And uh, and when we come back, Trace, we'll talk to you about butterfly plants or azinias or both. Right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Any old place I call my home, I got to go. I got Texas and and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons. Doc Hazlett. You like that? I do. Okay. Uh, on the porch with us. He's in for Calvin. And we want to talk to you about Spider-Man. Will you distract Jerry for a minute? Maybe hold a shiny object up in front of him. Jerry, Jerry it says 11% rain tonight at 10. Oh. Is that good enough, Milton? There you go. Okay. <laughs> so I was talking to Warren Remy of Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. And Warren said there's a new formulation for, uh, oh, is that a squirrel? Look at that squirrel, Jerry. Uh, organic uh, mosquito control that's working really, really well for his customers. So if you uh, are looking for that, there's the Into Care system, which is good. And then if you're going to spray, he's got this. It's formulated with different oils and scents, and it's working great, uh, he said. So that's the cool thing about Warren and Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control been doing this since 1976 they've seen it all uh, and they will talk with you about uh, what you want done uh, and how you want to do it in your house maybe what your concerns are okay so or if you say we want to do it this way uh, they may say okay well we haven't had a lot of luck with that Uh, so here's what you might expect you're also going to look around the property and see what's happening where are things coming in why is where are those mosquitoes hatching uh, so take a look at uh, Spider-Man's website, GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com, or call him today, 210-656-3721. He'll take care of you. 65, 210-656-3721. And oh. he, he says we, wouldn't ha- we haven't had a lot of luck with that? No, he said they've had tremendous luck with it. I'm talking about, if, about certain products. You just said he said. No, he said they changed the formula and they're having more success with it. Squirrel, look at the squirrel, Jerry. <laughs> look at the squirrel. Oh, look at look at the day lilies. Ooh. Can we do no. a playback on that? Because you said. Oh, I'm sorry. No, when, what I meant to pe- say. When people ask him about yeah, certain the, products. Yeah, he'll say whether they've had instead success of with saying, it. Yes, he will say we have success with this. We've had a. We haven't had good luck with that. No, That's what he, he will tell you either way 
what they what their experience has been with because you may be looking for something and it's like well okay but if you're going to do that for flea treatments i'll just make something up okay then you may not that our our we we may not recommend it i'll say okay. but anyway you need to call them first 210-656-3721 all right 210-308-8867 is our number 210-308-8867 trace i think i'm seeing a lot of butterflies Yes, and, and they're on the zinnias. <laughs> We've almost complied with the three uh-huh, Almost. How is the uh, certified butterfly garden going? Uh, it is beautiful, and, uh, of course, the most popular plant in there right now I don't have for sale is the, is yeah. the uh, lemon balm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see it from here. Purple bloom sticking yeah, up over the table. Yeah, oh, what's the difference between bee balm and lemon balm? Well, it might be bee balm. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's big. Four four foot tall and purple blooms. Okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty. But uh, uh, yeah, and you got a lot of uh, tropical butterfly we got. And we got the uh, the one in front of it that's all orange as well, both on sale. Oh yeah. They uh, plenty of zinnias. Now I qualified, Milton. That's three times. That's three. Okay, uh, congratulations. Talk about zinnias again. The zinnia council will not be coming over and getting <laughs> giving. What is the. Uh, UTSA orange. Is that those, the one we've had in the those past? Those are the Cassandras. Cassandras. I was going to say Cassandra, but yeah. Cra. C-R-A? I believe so. Okay. And they're pretty. They are. We had ours for a while. You want to talk about those? It just, I think it, I think it may have gotten too much rain one season. That is certainly possible. Um, I, I would was outside, it, too. I, I would grow it in a pot. Okay. We, if we get that kind of rain, you can move it. Um, and they, they do real well under the pergola over there. So it's bright light most of the day, no direct sun. Okay. Uh, although I have seen them where they got some direct sun, but you got to watch the watering more. Okay, yeah. Oh, well, so you got to water more often. Right, but it's uh, you can't overwater as well. So and it, There's a point where it can't take up water fast. Uh enough to keep the foliage and if you give it an extra dose of water then you tend to rot them yeah i was gonna go look at the weather <laughs> I'm, I'm it. at 10 o'clock it's 11 percent. all right I, I questioned it too but when james said it i, I looked at one site said nothing i looked at another site said nothing looked at a third site and i got an 11 percent oh, at 10 p.m all right let's see <laughs> but um, <laughs> this doesn't this is uh Weather.gov, and it doesn't give me by uh, by times or anything. It just says, today is going to be hot. <laughs> that was good. Well, that's all day, Milton, so yeah. it doesn't the time. Is that a percentage of hot? Nope, just hot. Oh. 101 for the high. But I don't know if it really, I mean, it's, unless this burns off. Unless it, yeah. What's the temperature is now? It's 87 now. Yeah, it's very good. It was cool driving over here. Yeah, with the windows down. You yeah. just burr. Just put on a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I didn't wear a T-shirt, so that's oh, okay. uh, that's that's my sweater. But uh, anyway, getting back to those uh, tropical butterfly weeds out there, they're they're pretty and they're blooming and they will stay blooming until fall. But of course, what concerns me? I think you're the only one. That... Well, it, it it you know Calvin told us about that. Did Calvin tell us, or was that in an article, or did Calvin write about it? Well, no, he. Uh, Who is that? He, sulfur? He, 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 On the lantana? Sorry, squirrel. <laughs> yeah. But it, but anyway, I, I think these are microbe 
inspected. Okay. Right. But uh, you but you didn't use a chemical on them. These have not seen a chemical on oh, them. Oh, okay. So the, the little microbe may be fighting it out amongst you. You need to know. discuss this again with Calvin because <laughs> he seems to roll his eyes whenever you say that. <laughs> well, I'm just quoting him. I know, but maybe there's been a change of uh, no of information. He there. would have told me, I'm sure. No, I think, I, I think he has several times. Yeah, I think he may have too, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's such a neat topic. Uh, but they are pretty. Uh, yeah. Also, also. And will they spread by themselves? Because why is it that y'all talk about farmers? No. no? The, oh, the, this is the tropical. Bu- oh. Is that the tropical in front of us? Yeah. I don't yes. think they spread. Huh? Does the native spread? Uh, pro- probably. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then the one in front of it, I believe, is tuberosa. That's one that I don't think it's as pretty a color, but uh, it is a nice one. Okay, and that's the native. Um, it's all orange. I can't remember. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't recall yeah. whether it is the native or not. Yeah, but, but it's uh, a perennial. It'll come back year after year. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> but we can we can get some farmers and ranchers on the show to tell you does it spread. In the hill country. Well, that's what I meant. The native, I guess. You mean the native? Yeah. Yeah, you're shaking your head. Big time. Yeah, that's what I remember. Y'all talked about that. I think Calvin kind of said that, you know, <laughs> people, farmers who live in the hill country are going to be going, why in the world are they <laughs> encouraging? <laughs> they did me the same way with blue bonnets. So, oh. You know these farmers. You never can make you satisfied. Do blue bonnets, do butterflies like blue bonnets? Huh? Do butterflies like blue bonnets? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. The bees like them. Bees like blue bonnets. Because uh, Is the, they're thick. They actually have to, to rely on bees to follow for pollination. But anyway. Uh, I was going to look for your Mexican heather and see if there were bees all over it. But it's, <laughs> it's around that way. No, okay. There's some here, too. I do have a pink one coming in this next week. A pink Mexican heather? Yes. Ooh, how interesting. All right. That would be nice. Do you the, want to talk uh, about your penguins? Is those your... Yeah. I was going to... That whole... I guess that's them, that whole... Uh, this bench on our right from the radio station, or from the radio program, and it's uh, full of beautiful Parsons Potent Chili Penguins. And... Uh, for those of you, <laughs> the, the uh, jury is still out about whether they're extremely hot or mild, or I think it depends on the people eating them. Yeah. Almost everyone said whether they're hot or mild says that they have a good flavor, good taste. Well, as I often told my son. When we he was wanting to know if they were hot or mild, I said, "I've never eaten one, Jeremy." And so, you know, I told him the truth. And mm. what does he do? He, he eats, eats one, one, yeah, and then runs and gets on the telephone at that time <laughs> and tells his mama that I made him eat a pepper. You did. That was sad. I, I, I was there. I heard it. Uh, <laughs> that was sad. But anyway, 
the neat thing about these pe penguins, they're, they're larger than a regular uh, chili poutine. And uh, I've got a I've got a good write up on them on uh, on under I guess you could search for chili uh, penguins chili penguins or just penguin and uh, you'll you'll see uh, be uh, beautiful displays of the yellow one and the uh, red one and. Uh, for some reason, all the seed that I've tr saved and all the seed I've gotten from different people, the yellow has never germinated. Huh. Even though we we uh, we uh, collect it just like we do the orange one or the yeah the red one, but uh, and that collection process is also on PlantAnswers.com, where you can collect the seed and never. Touch the capsaicin, yeah, yeah, and uh, so. But uh, these these penguins will, will love the heat. I mean, they they go right through the heat. And the interesting thing about all patines, if you think back, uh, they really have the most peppers and have the prettiest color in the fall. So now yeah. now is the best time to plant them. And uh, got some great-looking plants out here. And uh, they, they were very prolific. I mean, they came up uh, real good for the grower. And uh, Trace got, uh, I think, the, the, ten, li ten, the lion's share. Yeah, 10 flats of them. And uh, they're in uh, four and a half, right? Yes, sir. Four and a half inch. Larger containers. Easy to establish. So... Uh, if you want something pretty for your patio, uh, you can pot some up in those larger containers and uh, keep them on the patio. You'll have to water more, probably. But uh, then uh, they'll be pretty this fall. And when you have your guests over, y'all can decide whether they're hot or mild or whether they taste good or not. And why have you not eaten one yet? How long have you been growing these? <laughs> oh, several years. But you still haven't eaten one yet. But it's funny the uh, we we tested them here with uh, some of Trace's uh, uh, employees, and there was a mother daughter team. You remember that? Mm -hmm. uh, are they they're still, still here. working here? Yeah, they're here. But uh, uh, the mother told me. That uh, the daughter eats hot peppers, hot chili peppers, like candy. I said, okay, she's the one I'm looking for. So I brought in some uh, ch regular chili patine and uh, gave them to her. She came up here to the sand. I gave them to her. And she did. She put them in her mouth and chewed them up and ate them right down. I said, yep, that's that's the regular chili patine. And... Uh, <laughs> Then I gave her some uh, Parsons potent chili penguins, and she chewed those up and ate them right down. And she said, "No heat. I didn't, it's not hot at all." I said, "Okay, that's what I well, wanted to know." Well, I said the same thing about those chips last week. Yeah, I was sweating bullets. 
<laughs> and so she, they walked away. <laughs> and in a minute, she came walking very fast toward the faucet over there, water faucet over there. And she was holding up, thank goodness, it was four, four fingers. Yeah. She said it was four times hotter than a chili patine, a we, regular chili. Well, you know, we got a... We got a, a man, a chili person, right to right. Have you have you eaten? I'm pretty sure y'all gave me some. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I thought they were warm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Everybody says there's a delayed reaction to them. That's almost every pepper, though. You think so? I think okay. so. But uh, anyway, they they say the flavor is good. Uh, the, when we had some of the yellows. Uh, some people claim that the yellow was more hotter than the red, huh. but uh, we won't be able to test that this year because we don't have any yellow plants. But uh, anyway, they're fun to fool with, and uh, like I said, they'd, they'd be good. To, I imagine they'd be good to put in those, put in that vinegar, you know, like the Cajuns do the the put put the pepper. Whole pepper. You don't have to cut you it up. Kind of pickle it. Yeah, you put put that in. You know the Cajuns have that sauce on the tables. Tabasco. No. no. Oh, vinegar, vinegar sauce. Okay. I guess I you call it that. Yeah, we're just gonna let you go. <laughs> but one inter- <laughs> one interesting thing is on peppers. And I had to tell my son this the other day. He said, "I I cut those pepper, those uh, serranos that we're growing, uh, growing together, uh, into slices, so they would uptake the uh, the the, the uh, hot." And I said, "Jeremy, you don't have to cut a pepper. You don't have to cut a hot pepper. the The capsaicin will move through the wall of the pepper." Hmm. So you don't have to cut it. And uh, he's doing pretty good with his uh, real grandy gold peppers. They're doing pretty good. And uh, so uh, they're fun to play with. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got, uh, I also talked with a grower last week. Uh, and um, he's going, they're testing and will seed some uh La Joe's. Oh, good. Ms. Nether is uh, from Junction, uh, who's passed away. Uh, last of her seed of La Joe. And uh, I had about, you know, every year she would send me some, some seed. And so I put them in the refrigerator. And it got so I had about uh, eight or nine years worth of seed that she had sent me. So Jack Hoover put them all put them all together, yeah, labeled them by the year, and uh, he said he tested them. He said 2008 seemed like the best germination that we have, and uh, 2007 is the worst. Is one of the worst. Hmm. So, uh, but anyway, uh, they're going to check the germination of them. Should know about next week sometime, in the next week. And uh, then we're going to seed some, okay. seed some for, the, for the fall. 
Paul said we had uh, plenty of time, you know, to get them with the fall fall plants. We we need to get our our listeners in the uh, Dallas area to come down and get some yeah get some Lejo. He's good, and yeah. probably like those too. They're right. they're impressive. I forgot his name though. <laughs> uh, was Greg was his name? Maybe. Uh, Call us if you're listening. We'll tell you about the job. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. Milton Glick along with Trace Hazlett and Dr. Jerry Parsons. And we'll be right back. We're live at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road at 930 a.m. The Answer. And when you come by Millburgers, I want you to check out that tree hugger sprinkler. If you're looking for a great tool to have in your gardening toolbox that helps you uh, water efficiently and effectively, uh, the tree hugger is it. I tell you what, hard plastic sprinkler uh, looks like a donut, uh, but it opens up. And there's 7 and 11 and 15 inch uh, calipers. Do you still have all three? I believe so. Yep. Trey says yes. He believes so. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, got a hinge on it. So you kind of open it up. No, that's the sound it makes when you turn the water on. What's that? I was eating a cookie. Cracker. Oh, you're eating a cracker. Okay. Want to try again? Try me again. Okay, so it's got a hinge, so you can open it up. What happened to... (laughs) And then close it around or hug the tree or shrub. There you go. Uh, And then you just turn it on a little bit to give the root ball some water. Or turn it on a lot. Or medium. <laughs> nice. Don't try that. On. I know. You just, uh, <laughs> y- you've used your tree hugger. This is not new to you. Uh, but yeah, so you can to water uh, the root ball or the, uh, the drip line. Uh, you'll like it. Uh, and uh, I use mine for a number of different things. Uh, and it's been real successful. You'll find them here at Millburgers. You'll find them at HEB. Uh, and uh, you'll like them. Find them online, too, at treehuggersprinklers.com. And uh, you know what? You can watch a video on there now uh, about the uh, tree hugger sprinkler. So check it out at treehuggersprinklers.com. Our 210-308-8867. You know they make a good Father's Day. Oh, you know what? For the father that has everything. Yeah, this would be because this would help them a lot. Yeah. Buy one of each size. I forgot about (laughs) Father's Day. It's tomorrow. Yes. Yes. What? Tomorrow. Right. And, <laughs> do you have okay. any other any ideas, other thoughts about Father's Day and good gift ideas? Well, we we loaded up on gift cards. Uh, okay. Not, not everybody can think of what the what the father's going to want. There you go. Or need. Right. Um, but traditionally, lots of gift cards, uh, and you can never go wrong with a fruit tree. Yeah. Or a lemon or a lime. What do we have? Everything yeah, yes, uh, pretty much everything except for some of the setsumas. Okay. So if Dad wants a fruit tree, a citrus, Millburgers is the place to go. Or come on over here. Can you still? I guess it's too late to mail it. But could you? If I had called two weeks ago, could you have mailed it out to Dad? Sure, you can still do it, and you just get it a couple of days later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good too because. Maybe, you know, it's dads are sometimes hard to uh, shop for. So uh, this lets him pick out what he wants and needs. And sometimes I like it, too, because 
not everything is in stock when the holiday hits. This is true. So uh, if he's looking for something that's in stock in winter, then um, I guess they could use it for, for Christmas trees too, right? You bet. Okay. Or tomato plants when they start Ooh. coming in in a few weeks. Coming pretty soon. Yeah. Did uh, Do you still have some of those uh, citrus, I guess lemons? We, we have some on the dragon. Yeah, on yeah. the flying dragon. Uh, so you could get those. Uh, they're supposed to be uh, grow a little bit shorter. And you could, uh, if you worried about the freeze, another freeze. You know, people want to want to experience that freeze. They think it's going to be standard for the winter, every winter. But you know, those freezes were hundred-year freezes. How many did we have in the past three, five years? Three, three, at least three hard ones. Yeah. So we will not have another hard freeze like that for three hundred years. <laughs> You standing by that, are you? Oh yeah. Okay. Me and the weather people. Uh, There's a ten percent that I'm right. Ten percent chance that I'm right. <laughs> or maybe a five percent chance. Trace, you gonna? No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> nah, I don't blame you. <laughs> but if you if you're worried about a freeze, and you got a good strong spouse, or or uh, something that you can move the plants in. You could either get the half a whiskey, you get some half a whiskey barrel. Yeah, I, I saw those. Those are a good price. Regularly sixty nine ninety nine on sale for forty eight eighty eight. That's crazy. <laughs> crazy traces. And you could, moving those whiskey barrels out. And you could get some of that. Uh, I think you got more more of that uh, purple purple bag stuff in. We did. Yeah, uh, along with several of their other products. Is that right? Yeah, we we probably to get somebody from that company on to talk about them. Oh, that'd be great. Okay. Yeah, they say they're. Text me the. Uh, so they're okay. more. They're more we'll acidic. Well, that that one is, but they do carry. There's a lot of other products that we're starting to carry. So they have like a raised bed mix. Oh, okay. Uh, that's pretty darn sweet, and a couple different potting soil sizes. Okay. And this is a this is a, a brand that is from Maine. So all their products are named after towns in Maine. <laughs> and um, so the, we haven't gotten this one yet. Uh, I don't know why yet, but there's a lobster compost. Oh, man. <laughs> so I don't know why we're waiting on lobster compost, but uh, we've well, got... I wonder if you can like make a stew out of that, Milton. I don't know. You'll have to try. From Louisiana. I, I saw a sample of it. No, we don't, we it, don't it, do lobster. It, like, <laughs> it looks like the blackest dirt that you've ever seen. Yeah, all right. For crawfish people. Is there a crawfish? Uh, <laughs> I can ask. Okay, but they wouldn't have that in Maine. Oh, no, lobster's yeah. a lot higher. Yeah. That's pretty neat. So you think it's pretty rich and... Uh, it's, uh, the sample of it was spectacular. Oh, good. Okay. As long as, as well as all these other products we just started carrying. Yeah. Too. But you got to put it out backwards. Is that uh, right? Uh, so I've heard. Uh. Okay. It may not be right. Your experiences may be different. That's cool. Yeah, you'll have to text me their names. We'll get them on and talk about it. But my they've got some neat products. <laughs> but my favorite is the 18 inch terracotta pot. He is really high on these. Uh, six regularly sixty three ninety nine, two for eighty five dollars. That is a hell of a deal. And uh, Jeremy, my, my son, and his friend. 
have been testing them out, and they grow a they grow a hellacious uh, serrano pepper. Some of the biggest serrano, longest serranos I've ever seen, but also grow tomatoes spectacularly. But uh, they are not resistant to spider mites. The plants in those are not for resistant okay. to spider mites. When I, why, I, why would they be? Uh, they wouldn't be. Okay. Uh, but for somebody that doesn't know what a spider mite is, <laughs> I was over there about uh, two weeks ago, and Jim, uh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> don't push it over. <laughs> but they uh, someone hugged the hug me tree. Yeah, I had to show uh, Jeremy that he had spider mice and a lot of them. Well, I said, what you want to do is cut those leaves off. The ones that should see that show, he couldn't see the mite. Right. But uh, you could see the damage? He, he could see the speckling oh, okay. on top of the leaf. And the uh, the leaf kind of turns rust, uh, dusty looking. But uh, then uh, last week, he was over. He said, Dad, I can, I can see those spider mites now. I said, what? He said, yeah. That they're all gathering at the top of the uh, uh, the top of the plant in a little ball. That's when you sell the house to get rid of them because those, <laughs> they no, no. have increased so much that they're getting ready to fly away. Oh, hmm. fly away. Anyway, uh, so we're we're getting ready to use the uh, trace technique of uh, covering the plant with a plastic bag and uh, this year I'm going <laughs> to because they love their plants so much I'm going to cut a pla- cover them with a plastic bag and uh, and then cut them off at the ground and see if they re-sprout because they're the cherry tomatoes oh, okay. 968 and uh Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, they think that's a cute idea. Now, my problem is, where do I find a six-foot-tall plastic bag or a bag that will cover those plants? That well, We stopped carrying them, but <laughs> if you, at Christmas time, you can get the trash bags that go over the Christmas trees. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. And they're like nine feet. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. But you don't have those. N- no. I wonder who would sell a... I, I bet an after, Chris, after Christmas sale next year, everybody should pick up their, <laughs> their bags from somebody. For the spider mice, because you're going to have them. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to have them. Could you use two five... Put tall bags. How cut. would you put them together? Well, you're not putting them together. You're putting it over as much as you can, and then you're cutting it, and you're tying that one up, and then you've got five feet left, so you're putting that bag, another bag on that one, and you're cutting it at the bottom. How are you getting the other bag over there? I'll bet, Milton, you could take a normal trash bag, put it over the top, and cut it. 
and then move it down and still probably use one bag oh, for both parts. Oh, okay. Look at him. Okay. He needs something. I bet you're right. Yeah. So do you see what I was pointing at, Milton? No. There's a what appears to be an apple tree from here on a cart, <laughs> and it's got two apples on it. Really? Yeah. Uh-oh. Where'd it go? It's remember that right little, there. Remember that little boy came through here, Milton, about six or seven years old, five, five or six years old, Mm-mm. with his mother after David oh. after David's talk. He wanted an apple tree, and David had told him, "Can't grow apples here." I think, at the insistence of his mother. And so he came up here and was saying, they said I can't grow an apple tree. I want an apple tree. And we just both kind of looked at each other and said, let's talk to David about that, I guess. So <laughs> what kind of apple did she have? I, I'm, it's a yellow apple. That's all I can see from here. Hmm, apparently yeah. she was getting apples. You don't see you the tree? Said to, be it's a, right there in a cart. Oh, it's big tall one. Wow. <laughs> Might be uh, Anna. I do see the apples. No, it, 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 Anna would be red, kind of red. Well, but they look like they're could be unshimmer. Uh, look like they're uh, green, gold, getting ready to turn. Yeah, I would golden. say gold, golden delicious would be my guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Now you got better perspective. <laughs> yeah. Now I can see it. It's almost oh, yeah. almost the size of a tennis ball. Yeah. yeah. I just hope that little little boy is not listening. Uh oh. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna call in. Two one oh three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Of course we're do the show like we do every Saturday and Sunday from noon to two live here at Millburgers and we're gonna do what we always do is get you caught up with the news. So uh, give us a call while we do and you can tell us your gardening experience. We want uh, reports about your Thunderbirds. Uh, tomatoes as well, the Rodeo Tomato, 210-308-8867. Milton Glick along with Trace Hazlett and uh, Dr. Jerry Parsons back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 toll free 866-308-8867. So Trace, you and I were talking during the break um, about different stuff here. You mentioned uh, the purse lane. You uh, mentioned a couple others. You want to talk about some? Well, so we, we started getting in this new purse lane that's got a double bloom. Yeah. And uh, pretty, it's too. very pretty. It's multiple colors. Well, one of them's like yellow with red in the center. There was an all yellow one and a third one as well. But this morning, I was lady lady was asking me about the four-inch purse lane out here, and she was calling it Portulaca. No? Yeah. That's, so I had to show her what Portulaca was. Mm-hmm. But she liked the leaf on the purse lane, but she liked the bloom on the Portulaca. Oh, so guess what I did? What? I took her to the doubles and the hanging baskets, oh. and that's what she bought. Okay. There you go. And we, we decided last weekend what, that uh, they don't close. They didn't. I mean, they were closed this morning, but the, this morning. So okay. they're, already, they're already open now. Yeah. But uh, we were worried about the water. 
A lot of times when you water, per well, every time when you water purslane, that's a close. Well, for a little while, I mean, it doesn't close forever. But uh, we were trying to do a TV program, and the people out of the Botanical Garden were trying to be helpful. They would water yeah, they purslane. And, and by the time I got there, it wanted to bloom open on the whole bed. Oh, you know, we should do like a little segment called Blooming Around Town because what he's getting, is that the poinciana he has? Now, he has the milkweed. Does he have poinciana? You can't see. He's blocking it kind of, but in the thing. That's uh, orange esperanza. Oh, it's orange esperanza. Oh, that looks nice. But yeah. the all around town, that uh, uh, Mexican bird of paradise or poinciana for me. Yeah. Dr. Poinciana for me. You uh, like to use It looks great. Birds. So I, I might be the only one that has any for sale. Really? Mexican birds. And then uh, I did find some big ones that are supposed to come in this this week, but not many. They only had about 40 huh. that they would let me have. Okay. And, uh, but talking to most of the growing operations, uh, the number, number one supplier had his first crop fail. Oh, no. Uh, number two supplier, they apparently forgot to plant them. Yeah. <laughs> so then I called another another place that's always had them, and uh, they stopped growing them. What? Yeah. So uh, those local growers? The, uh, the local is in like Houston. Oh, uh, they're okay. the one. They're yeah. the ones that had the crop failure. Okay. Local local forgot to plant them. Oh, okay. And so we went to uh, what in the one in New Mexico or Arizona? Yeah, back, Arizona. Um, and they stopped growing them. What? Yeah. I wonder why? You're, well, yeah. you know, I was uh, talking to that uh, salesperson and telling them how excited everybody was about Mexican uh, Paradise, and uh, they said we quit, we we've cut back on the growth growing we, we used to sell thousands of them but people got tired of because they were so <laughs> floriferous and uh i guess it came back every year at it uh, in arizona but uh that, that's a, a little example of uh, a plant a beautiful well-adapted plant growing itself off the market hmm. So uh, <laughs> that's a shame because around town they look great. Oh yeah! And at some point, someone must have figured out that there are two great plants to plant by it. One is es the um, yeah Esperanza, Esperanza the Gold Star Firebush. Uh, I haven't and, seen it by Firebush. I guess I've seen it. it. Oh, does it look good? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Red yucca looks great with it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Even the blue plumbago looks good with it. Duranta. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, any of the trailing lantanas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, look at that little that lady got her citrus. Yeah, she sure did. But uh, yeah, that's that's a good plant. <laughs> but I, I I had to laugh at that person in Arizona because I have, I was working on a plan to get the because they bloom about thirty days or more in in Arizona than they do here. Oh. And we know when they bloom here, nobody walks out of a nursery without one. I don't doubt it. They look great. And then nobody walks out of a nursery without one. But uh, anyway, I guess, I guess we'll have to wait till the local nurseries, uh, our local uh, growers, 
kick back in, but they even the great the big nurseries, wholesale nurseries, uh, can't beat that heat problem. I mean, uh, mm. not having enough heat to grow them early in the in the oh. spring. Oh, so a couple of them did, but I, I blew through all those. They they wintered them over in a greenhouse, so they were yeah, able to, they yeah. were able to send you know three foot tall, five gallons. Well, if you were looking for them, then um, we'll have some. Well, we got little ones. We got little uh, ones. Okay, they're by the front entrance. And Our little a ones in a gallon. Place. Yes. Oh, what are they? Okay. And the larger ones, I'm going to assume, are going to show up Wednesday. But again, there's not too many. Do you remember the gallon price? Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> um, could they call and say, "Hey, you know what? I heard Trace talking about this. Uh, put me on the wish list to call me when those they, big ones come in." They could, uh, okay. but there are also probably a good. 50 other people on the wish list for when they come in. <laughs> okay. We'll get on that so wish list just in we'll, case. We'll, we'll call them all and then <laughs> first, first come, first serve. All right. Yeah. So 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. And then you can get on the wish list. And uh, hopefully you can get them because I bet you since they're blooming around town that people are kind of. Oh, yeah. yeah they still won't be blooming, but they'll be three feet Two okay. and a half, three feet tall. And one, one interesting thing I want to mention is that uh, he got a lot of, a lot of firebush, a large firebush. And, of course, he got uh, Gold Star Esperanza, I assume. I got, I got your other two favorite firebushes. I got the little dwarf guy over there, and then I got that variegated one. Anyway, he's got some okay. Gold Star Esperanza, too. Uh and uh, and you say you're probably saying to yourself, "Hell, it's too hot to plant those." That's when they like it. The hotter the yeah. hotter it is, the faster they grow. Those okay. plants, those plants, because you know we when we got to decided to put Esperanza and uh, Firebush on the market, we went to hell to see what was blooming. That's Laredo in the summer. Oh. And I guarantee you the only thing blooming in Laredo in the summer Gold Star? is uh, Esperanza. We didn't have Gold Star at that time. Oh, okay. And uh, same same way with El Paso. Oh, I have a question on speaking of too hot to plant. <laughs> so um, we uh, got our Belinda's Dream. And it was doing great in the pot, and it was blooming and growing, and said, we said, we got to put that in the ground. And week after week, we didn't put it in the ground. And then probably about a month ago, we put it in the ground. And it just still looks so unhappy. Uh, it's Well, it hadn't gotten an established root. That's what I was wondering. Is that the, it's, the leaves are brown. First oh. they were yellow. Then they were brown. It's drying up, Milton. It's what? It's drying up. Okay. Let's see. What is that sprinkler you are here? Yeah, I got. I'll the put the tree hugger by it. And put it and barely turn it on. For how long? Uh, Five or six hours. Okay. That's not going to overwater it, right? No, no. Good, good, good. Okay. Because you got to water that root ball. Now, whether yours will come back or not. Hmm. That's the next. It was it's Belinda. It's a Belinda tree. Yeah. 
Are the stems uh, still green or are the stems turning black? No, the stems, I think, are still green. And you're still good. Okay, I'm going to get the tree hugger out for Monday. Thank you. Ooh, Monday's a holiday. Can we water on a holiday? If it's your water day, I guess you can. Okay, good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's... Now, all these drought-tolerant plants... Because we, we, when we first did it, we got the tree hugger on it. And then the little leaves were yellow, and we thought, oh, we've overwatered it. No. Okay. You didn't get the tree hugger on there in time. Oh, no. Okay. We're going to do it Do it on Monday. Because it was, it was in that container for how long? A year or more? No, no, not a year or more, but certainly, when did you first get them in? That uh, six months ago? Yeah, it was early. Yeah, it's probably about four months or so, three months. And you were trying to water it in the pot, right? Oh, it was happy in the pot. Yeah. Because you were watering the root ball method. It loved the pot. Okay. (laughs) All right. You abused your Belinda stream. I'm going to follow my own advice and just ignore the fact that we thought we'd done damage by watering it too much. No, no, no. no. Okay. Uh, It's in a a very loose mix anyway. Okay, good. All right, we're going to water it. (laughs) Thank you, Method. You're welcome. You you should remember your old days when uh, you didn't have a wife, and uh, that was your modus operando. Or not operando. <laughs> yeah, not water. I don't days. think he remembers those days anymore. You don't no, think he remembers I those? I blocked him out. <laughs> those were sad days. I'm happy now. This, uh, I was looking at uh, some of the uh, things to do this month. It says, plant woody plants... Trees, shrubs, and ground covers at any time. Be prepared to apply 5 to 10 gallons of water per tree or shrub every couple of days now through the end of September or longer. And uh, also plant uh, heat tolerant annuals and tropical color plants that you plan to carry through mid-fall. That's what we were just talking about. Don't work up a big bed. Plant in a large patio, in large patio pots. They give almost as much impact for a lot less total effort. And so, uh, we got. I mentioned the the pots that we, or the containers that we have on sale for now. And. Uh, uh, I think I think Calvin says he's got his uh, firebush and has for several years in a container on his patio. So uh, that's the that's the best way to do it. Uh, people people don't want to go out and work in this hot weather and get their bed prepared and things like that. And uh, I'm thinking about doing that myself. Just put us put us some big pots in the sunniest location in your garden or on your patio. Uh, put some of that uh, purple bag uh, <laughs> potting mix. And and what I found out that one bag of that mix will fill up one of those uh, big clay pots. And uh, put. Put copious amounts of Osmocote Plus in there, and you will never have to fertilize it again. All you have to do is water almost daily, if hmm. not more. 
but uh, those those plants, those tropical plants, and and uh, heat tolerant annual are not heat tolerant if they're not in moist soil conditions. Even though they're they they grow out in rock hard soil once they're established, but they're not established when you get them and put them in those containers. Okay. Okay. And that tree hugger would be a the be a good one to just put inside that container. Yeah. And so. and turn it on slowly. And uh, I see. I wouldn't have worried about it if it was in a container because I know it would have drained out. But yeah. Like I said, we we did it. Let it go, but maybe we didn't do it often enough. There you go. Okay, 210-308-8867. Let's take the opportunity to take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Yes, sir, you put your finger up. Did you have a question? No, a question uh, from the crowd. I, just, uh, uh, I was reading the sports page, and on the back of the sports page, you can see what the aquifer level is for each day and how much it dropped. Oh. And in the past week, it dropped many feet. Oh. I want to I say five so we're closer to to the to the Edwards stage three oh. than we have been in a long time. Even though we've had all this rain. We have had all this rain. What yeah. the heck? I know. Yeah. Okay. What does it normally drop in a week? Oh, about a half a foot. Oh, and it dropped five yeah, in one yeah. week? Yeah. Okay. Evelyn is on the line at 210-308-8867. Evelyn, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Would you like Trace to handle your question so that Jerry doesn't pick on you? <laughs> it doesn't make no difference. <laughs> I'll pick back at him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You you handle yourself. Okay. Well, what's going on, Evelyn? Well, I planted two of the rodeo tomatoes and two of the... Uh, can you think of the name? Anyhow, why do the spider mites attack the rodeo tomato first? Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that was rumor had started <laughs> that the rodeo tomato was more susceptible to spider mites than anything else. Uh, and then we got to investigating, and uh, that that didn't seem to hold true. But uh, since you've had spider mites and on your tomatoes every year you've had them, uh, I don't. I, they must be coming. They they must be coming from that uh, alley way behind me. That uh, I guess I don't know, but anyhow, the the rodeo tomatoes I planted four tomatoes in a row. Uh, the rodeo tomato on each end. Well, the ones in the middle didn't have no spider mites. It's the rodeo tomato on the on each end that got the spider mites first. Yeah, that's interesting too. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, the spider mites usually blow in uh, 
if you, if you, the common thread for spider mice to begin on the southwestern plant, the a plant that's uh, facing southwest, hmm. that's our prevalent wind. So they travel on the wind. Uh, this one started from the northwest. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> you know, I, I saw a research program uh, deal the other day that uh, horse herb respe- repels spider mites. Have you ever, have you ever seen spider mites on horse herb? I never checked it out, but I don't think so. See there? Yeah, Evelyn. There you go. Evelyn's on to you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's brought up isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, like I said, we, we, we usually don't, in the field, where we evaluate them, we don't, uh, we never have noticed a, uh, uh, Heavier spider mite on infestation on any one variety, uh-huh. uh, but now when when it gets toward the end of the season, uh, they'll all a lot of all most of them will have spider mites. Well, my end of the season was last week, and I pulled all of them up. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, uh, that they attacked my uh, my son's uh, plants. Like he said, he's he's seeing little uh, colonies of spider mites on the tops of the tomatoes. So that means he got 40 million of them yeah. uh, below that. Well, thank you, Evelyn. All right. I didn't have as many tomatoes this year like I did other times, and my son-in-law either. I don't know what the deal is. You, you can come to my house and pick all you want. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't get I to them fast enough. I have plenty for my own use. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks, Evelyn. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Got a question from the crowd? Can we? Can you? We're doing a radio show. Will you be on the air with us? Yeah. It's easy. You'll do great. Okay. Give me that bag. Grab the microphone. You'll be on the air. Give the bag to him. All right, you're on the air. How can we help you? Okay, so I have a Mexican sycamore tree. Yeah. That has some kind of uh, look like um, inset or. Good. It could, so I'm not sure what's going on. I don't on with see the, any mites on there, but it could be, uh, I guess, thrips. I was thinking before I could get close to it that has anybody sprayed anything around it? Got the leaf curl like the tomato gets. Yeah. That's a possibility. To describe what it looks like. Um, so the, all of the edges have curled themselves in. So it would be like uh, what 2,4-D damage would look like on a tomato plant. A pepper plant, yeah. Okay, Mario, everybody's looking. We got Everybody's looking at your plants. <laughs> oh, that's great. Did you have pictures, too, that you wanted to show? I got some pictures. Yeah, show, start with Trace. Have you so. used any weed and feeds or weed killers around it? I haven't used any weed and feed, but... Um, I know my uh, lung guy, he does a little bit of uh, weed killer around it. And it doesn't look like it's all of the leaves. It only looks like like one or two branches. Right. No, actually, it's, it's more than just one or two branches. It's, it's a whole lot of them. Is it, is it on one side of the tree more than the other? I'm sorry? Is it evenly throughout the tree, or is it on one side more than another side? It appears side? to be evenly throughout the tree. Do you want to here? You want to show him the pictures too? Okay. Jerry, would you like to see the pictures? Oh, yeah. All right, there you go. 
Jerry is now looking at the pictures while Mark looks at the. Uh, well, yeah. we, we know we know Mark has uh, some seen probably something like this before. He Mark, was, he, Mark is he now was, looking at the pictures. He was a tree guy. You know? <laughs> All right. I'm thinking the original thought. Oh, the original thought of the uh, pesticide? The, I mean, the, drift. Herbicide? Herbicide. The other thing, it could be uh, yeah. some kind of little mite. Little mite. A little mite. A little mite. Mighty small. <laughs> so what should he do? That's that's. Well, nothing he can do. Uh, that's a good tree. And uh, it'll probably, it'll, it'll definitely go grow, grow out of it. Okay. So just so, leave it alone? Or? Yeah, you want to look the other way uh, for the next. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> for the next, uh, it might take it uh, a month to grow out of it. Okay. How old so, is the tree? A couple of years? The tree is about two, two and a half years. Yeah. Um, it really started when we had all the downpour rain, that's when I kind of noticed it, but I'm not sure if that yeah, was... He'd like it. They like the work. Yeah, the it's rain. got okay. big leaves like that, like to, okay. like to sweat. Yeah. Okay. So. And the, the way it looks to me on that picture is that the damage is all the way to the top. Right. Which means if it was a herbicide, it would have to be a, gran- a granular uh, soil herbicide. But rather, rather than an aerial to reach all the way to the top of that tree. Or there was a big drift. Big what? Or there was a very large drift. Yeah, what, right. what, Your lawn guy, what is? how does he put down the weed killer? Is it? So usually he just goes around the, the edges of where, where I have the, the tree. The paper the stones at. Yeah. And does he put it on the ground or does he, is he spraying it? Um, he sprays it. Okay. Well, now I'm seeing something different. I'm seeing a different picture. Uh-oh. Well, that's a whole... That's, yeah, well, that's the whole did, picture did, of it. Did you add that? Uh, did you add that ring around after the tree had already been planted? Yes. Okay, what are you seeing? Uh, I don't think he left. I don't think he left the flare root exposed. Oh, okay. Okay, now Mark is looking at it too. Mark, would you like a microphone? I'll give you one too. No, no, no. I'll just yell. Okay, we're here. <laughs> nah, I looked at it initially a little bit like that candle, like a weed. Like Jerry said, it goes all the way to the top. Which, after I thought about that, I said, "Well, maybe it was a, you didn't ever use a weed and feed product or anything like that." There was there a you go. weed and feed product put on probably about two months ago. Okay, but I don't know how how he applied it. Right. So uh, a lot of the weed and feed products uh, have a chemical called dicamba, and. Uh, that kind of looked at curling also and reminded me of it. But specifically after Jerry said, it goes from bottom to top, which indicates a, a root-absorbed chemical. Uh, so uh, what to do? Um, the leaves will fall off okay. over time. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Okay. So make sure that you get a nice tree fertilizer here. Uh, not a high nitrogen one, okay. a lower one, a uh, slow nitrogen. release, and maybe some compost, high quality compost this time of year. Okay. And then just water it regularly. Okay. It is a sycamore. It likes to be watered consistently. Okay. Got it. All right. Appreciate it. Right. You, you think Appreciate you, the help. Thank you think you. you should leave that bed there? 
Okay, well, I was going to design issues. I hate those beds around the tree. Okay, so I hate them. Basically, take that out. <laughs> take that away. Pull, pull, I, the, pull I, the soil I, away from the trunk. Yeah, you ought to yeah, be able to see that, the roof yeah. Now, you, you had it with the, with, the camp, uh, with the cement. So I like that as opposed to the metal ones. But uh, okay. So take this, basically you're saying take the yeah. ring out or take the... Yeah, just take, the, just take it all out. Okay, take it all out. Take, take it all out, but make sure you do separate grass from the tree front. Right, got it. I got it. In my younger days, I wouldn't get sarcastic and I would have said... I'll give you a hundred dollars if you find one of those in the woods. I got it. But I understand. Gotcha. <laughs> it just looks like I'm, I'm much That's older all. now and I don't do that kind of stuff. All right, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all help. Yeah. Now, as I say, we got a yeah. good selection. Thank there. you for coming okay. on the air with but us. But not a high number. Not Something high below ten. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Thank you, Mark. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, Jerry. Why didn't you just tell him just to leave it alone? Hmm. You should have told him just to leave it alone. <laughs> Kiss it goodbye? No, no, no. no. no, 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 no. <laughs> but that was interesting about the little garden. What did he have? I couldn't see the picture. So after the tree was planted, some at some point they decided to build a flower bed around it. They mm-hmm. put any flowers in it. but I mean, Which was it, one good thing. It looked pretty. Yeah. But uh, it's never good to cover the root flare of a tree. Yeah. How tall was it? I'm going to, oh, it was it was about chop block, so yeah, it was probably six, eight inches. Oh wow, that's pretty tall. Something added to the trunk. Right. Okay. So it was a nice design. However, I don't think it's beneficial for the tree, and I recommend that type of planting bed or or uh, mulch bed to be removed. But the rock would have been fine if you just pulled out all the right. the mulch, and the rock would help keep the grass away from the trunk. So can you do? Two or three inches of, of mulch rather than soil? Not on the trunk. Okay. Yeah. So same problem. Then, then mulch is next year's compost, so it just keeps, and leaves, everything builds up in there. Oh, okay. It's not good for the long-term health. Okay. I know I see a lot of those. I see a lot right. of where they... Mm, yes. Way too many. Do the trees eventually kind of either succumb to it or grow out of it? We, we used to have a pecan tree, and that pecan tree probably had a brick thing built around it for years. Any time you... But it didn't seem to affect the pecan tree. artificially decrease the height of the tree, of the root ball, i.e. I. putting dirt on top, right. or planting it too, shallow, or too deep, you will always have a residual problem with the tree. Okay. Y'all wanna... It just slows down the growth and so, may create problems down the road. So I think we've had this discussion before, but how far... So I can see the flare, like on that tree, yeah. on the hug me yeah. tree. Uh, is it always pretty obvious? Um, uh, on a tree. On older trees, younger yeah. trees, you can't see it so yeah. Not, not right. so well. So you're planting your... You can your, yeah. see a little bit, and then that's what you look for, because you're looking for where the... Uh, the I want to say longitudinal roots, uh, the roots going out, horizontal roots, there you go. Is it? And... and and the and the trunk are connected. That's where you want, right at the ground or whatever. All right. So, is it most likely that the container that it came in has taken that into consideration, or would the flare still be below the both. the soil level of the container? Seen both ways. Okay. Okay. Or cool. Maybe both ways. There we go. That's All right. Much better way of saying it. But uh, the important thing is, I don't think the tree was 
in danger of mortality, but right. it will be set back. Okay. Oh. All right. 210-308-88. Do you hear yourself? 210-308-88-67, the number to call. I mentioned a trace earlier, and you all three can talk about this if you like. Uh, is the crepe myrtles seem to be blooming all around town, both light-colored and the deep uh, dark reds or the deep pinks? Oh, yeah. I see them all around town now. They're looking great. Are you going to keep that for yourself? Okay. Make a little craft project out of those leaves? When you... Okay. <laughs> Um, how are we doing on crepe myrtles here at the nursery? We got uh, we got a pretty good selection of three gallon, five gallon, fifteen gallon, uh, and okay on the bigger ones. We've sold a lot of bigger ones. Oh, okay. So how small? Oh, go ahead. You were going to say something? No. How big do the big ones get? Can you, or can you did they, the ones you sell? I don't know how to answer that. Oh. Great myrtles can get anywhere between 18 inches and 40 feet. Oh, no, no. I meant how big are the ones that you, the big ones that you sell? Uh, the, They're not 40 feet, are they? No. The, the biggest okay. ones are probably uh, 10 to 12 feet. Okay, but they could get 40 feet. Depends like, on the variety. Like my friend who's now so gone over we, here. We probably have some quite large dynamite, which means they're probably close to their max. Okay. Uh, we also have the same size in Natchez, and they're not even a third of the way done. And then you mentioned 18-inch, which is kind of cool because I don't... That would be like a miniature weeping. Yeah. One or two varieties in the three-gallon that what, uh, stay that short. What color do the weeping ones come in, the little guys? Uh, all kinds of colors. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah, I like those. I've seen those used in, in um, landscapes or along the roads and stuff like that. We, we sold one yesterday that... They almost uh, don't look like great myrtles. The lady was going to put it in a pot. As yeah. a centerpiece, and she was going to put purslane or portulaca around it. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I've been noticing uh, the crepe myrtles, if you look at them, some of them have, are blooming on half the tree and not blooming on the other half. I guess it's the same variety. We uh, assume uh, cold damage. It must be cold damage. Probably the north side's not blooming and the south side is. Yeah. I guess so. I really haven't stopped and taken a deal, but I have noticed that's that's quite often that's happening this year. But uh, one side is full beautiful blooms, and the other side no blooms at all. So I thought I would mention that if you have that situation in your landscape, don't worry about it. I think... Uh, probably won't bloom this year, but uh, I bet it'll come back next year. They're very resilient. Okay. Some of the colors this year are just <laughs> are killer. Yeah. Beautiful. Is the dynamite that deep red that I see? It's deep red. It's got a little sprack pink and a little sprack white in there. Yeah, the deep red is like, wow. <laughs> I'll have to take a picture of it when I see it again. Um and I, I do miss my little friend over there, but he's not coming back, huh? <laughs> my yeah, little, yeah, I guess I guess Dynamite was the first red by uh, Dr. Carl Whitcomb up in Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember we friend. He's, he's come up with a lot of a lot of good ones. And we had some good conversations about that. Yeah. We're going to take our break and come back in a moment. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight. 8867, this is 9.30 a.m., The Answer. 
stars at night are big and bright. Uh, yeah, yeah. Deep in the heart of Texas. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We were kind of just talking about that. We were talking about if anybody uh, went and saw the alignment of the planets last night, supposedly. I didn't see it. I, it came up on my Facebook feed this morning, which is a little late. Uh, so the I bought, water lined? All the, the planets were all in a row. Oh, that was nice. In, in the sky. Yeah. That was nice. Sarah's on the line. You, I guess you didn't see it two in the morning? No. Uh, I was awake. Uh, but you should have gone and seen it. Thinking about things. <laughs> you, sh- you needed to go look. I should have gone and looked, too. There you go. Hey, Sarah, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How can we help you today? I heard you talking about crepe myrtles. Well, this uh, what you were talking about isn't my problem. When we had a very strong wind recently, all the bark came off the crepe myrtle bush that is taller than my house, and uh, I don't know if it will die or if that's natural. Crepe myrtles lose their bark. I mean, it, it's a... I don't even know how to describe it. It's a, a tree that loses its bark. Exfoliate. There you go. That's a good word for Exfoliate. it. Exfoliate. I know it has lost small amounts before, but this is all over. And that plant, I think, has been there since probably the 70s when the house was built. So it's it, a big old one. It just blew the uh, bark into the house? Well, it's all over the yard. It's. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, off, but the plant, the bush is taller than the house. It's a one-story house. Oh, yeah. Is it, are, are the, are the blooms pink? Yes. Okay, probably Basham Barty. And, pink, uh, which is a good high. one. It's uh, a good one. It has it blooms most every year pretty well. Yeah, it's, it's the mother of all of them. Oh. But, but uh, found in Houston. By Doctor, mm-hmm. uh, 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 well, I mean by Lynn Lauer. But uh, anyway, the uh, they uh, don't worry about that. Uh, what did you it, say the name of it is? Basham Party Pink. Basham Party Pink. All right, I'm glad yeah, to know. Yeah, named 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 after a man named Doctor Basham. Oh, I see. <laughs> May I ask another question about something else? Yes, ma'am. You sure can. What's going on? Um, I received a, a pink uh, large hydrangea from Mother's Day, and now, of course, it has lost all the flowers and most of the leaves, but there are some stems that are... Okay, is it a floral, a floral uh, hydrangea? Somebody gave it to you as a gift? Yes. Is there anything I can do to put it outside? It's just a, in a, about a six-inch pot. And Dude, first, first thing is get it into a bigger pot. Yeah. Um, and get it outside in a bright, lit area, no direct sun. Oh. And, and it's going to take a good chunk of water. All right. What about and taking any, a picture of it? Doesn't have much to put in a picture now. It's you got a picture of it? Jerry's leading you down a road. He's <laughs> going to say that he <laughs> thinks the picture is all that's going to be left of it. There you go. I don't have a smartphone. My phone is dumb. 
There you go. Good man. Girl. Well, y'all are on the same page. Yes. Um, much bigger pot, put it outside, bright light, no direct sun, and feed it. So it's a nice All little, right. So and take, uh, and take pictures. It's a, 15, it's a, a 5 9, is that good? Like the garden, fertil, uh, the yard fertilizer. I would use either Osmocote or Mere Acid. Uh, it, oh. is an, it is an acid-loving plant, so treating it more like a gardenia or azalea would be yep. the best answer. So mere acid every two weeks for the rest of its life, All however, right. long, however long that is, <laughs> and a fair amount of water. Uh, and you can grow it. Will it, ever look, right. will it, well, will it ever look? It'll never look as pretty as it did when it was given to you, though. Yeah. Oh, I so, don't. So fr- frame the picture. Frame the picture <laughs> that you have. <laughs> All right. Uh, does that help you? Yes, it does. Good. Thank <laughs> you, Sarah. You take care. See that mine? My hepter. I helped a lot. I think Trace was getting to the same conclusion. Just <laughs> I figured if a, I didn't a little gentler. The right answer, then she might listen to the wrong answer. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. Why? So, um, why do crepe myrtles do that? Because they do exfoliate, and I, I first really, really saw it. When I think we had the first cold, it was either when we had a lot of cold or a lot of rain. And then all of a sudden, it was like the whole yard was full of exfoliation. Yeah. Remember those uh, small pair of pants that you had when you were it lost all that weight, Milton? I don't think I ever had any small pants. Uh, <laughs> and, and then later on, you, you kind of... Gained that weight back, and oh, uh, thank you for those you, memories. You exfoliated the pants. Uh, yeah, the pants. Well, except for why do you think the wind did it? It was already because they were come off. Yeah. Oh, were, I see. They're flop. They uh, flop on them. So, okay. I would call it the Hulk syndrome. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Okay, guys. Uh, he shrinks and then falls off. There you go. Oh, really? You okay. understood my version. You yeah. Understand his. <laughs> okay, so it does. So it gets. So it doesn't fall off when it grows, it then shrinks? It pushes itself off. Oh, yeah. okay. And what does it do it, for the like, plant? It pops its drawers. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Well, and does it, is it... But you got to say it like Milton's going to understand. But, oh, like, okay. I don't see my live oak doing that. Because the live oak doesn't grow that fast. Oh, okay. I see pecan will do that a little bit. Um... Man, uh, what's what the, there's a, there's another little tree that does that. Uh, uh, man, man, cork. Okay, mm, talk in the mic. There you go. Oh, madrone, a ma- Texas madrone. Yeah, it does. does that too. Now it doesn't grow fast, but it does it too for yeah. some reason. JJ is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey JJ, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, I was asking about the grass because uh, last year I didn't water my grass enough because the, the bill was getting too high. And uh, a lot of my neighbors, all they do is mow their weeds. Is that, uh, is that anything? Do the weeds come back every year? The, some well, of them will come back from the root. Most of them are coming back from seed. Yeah, horse herb. I mean, they're just they're cutting the grass just like um, the weeds. Just like and it looks like a grass, along with grass, but it's actually just weeds, all weeds. 
When 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 does it look like it's grass in the winter? Uh, like right now. Right now it looks just like my grass, but I my, mine I've had to. Uh, yeah, I I love that uh, Kentucky bluegrass that comes up in the winter. Mm-hmm. And well, uh, this is all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna assume underneath all those weeds is Bermuda because that's our native grass. Right. And uh-huh. if you mowed it over and over and over again, short, mo mo mo, is that what we were doing earlier? Mo 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 your lawn. So Bermuda, Get me down the stream. Bermuda <laughs> responds very well to that, just like a putting green. Yeah. Uh, and the weeds don't respond very well to that because they can't absorb enough uh, enough time to rejuvenate themselves. So eventually, cut, kept cut short, uh, the weeds give up and the Bermuda comes back stronger. Oh wow! How do you get rid of Bermuda when when you have plant? I got a bunch of plants, roses, yeah. and all kinds of nuclear Lantana. nuclear bomb would be one, and then still <laughs> probably they, survive that. That's, that seems pretty radical, though. Uh, there is a product called Grass Be Gone that you can spray uh, in a flower bed around roses and other broadleaf stuff that will kill off grasses. Kill okay, off grass Bermuda. be gone. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, a, there's a, that Bermuda that Bermuda is going right in between my my plants, my lantanas, and everything. Uh, oh, there, yeah. there is a concentrated version. I cannot remember the name off the top of my head. It comes in a white bottle. I can envision it, but I can't remember the name. <laughs> but uh, grass be gone is it for sure. And then uh, then there is a concentrate. Okay, post. Hey, uh, no, well hey, that's wh- that's a version too, but that one's for vegetables, oh. and it's not making it any cheaper. Yeah, uh, there's a, there's one in a white bottle. It's like a quart that makes a bunch of it. That's the reasonably priced. Okay. Hey, uh, when your when your roses uh, finish blooming, are you supposed to cut off the tips of those things? Two to three leaf nodes down. You you want to cut off the hips, so you generally yeah. go two to three leaf nodes down from the spent bloom and whack it there. Two to three feet. Um, no, two to three, two to three leaf <laughs> nodes. So you're looking. What I what I had heard one time, and you, you all can tell me whether this is right. So you'd cut down. You'd see the three. You'd cut below that, or you'd cut above the five. If you go down to where five is, you cut above the five. So that'd be four. Well, oh, that's that's four. <laughs> no, no. So it's either three or five, right? I, the nodes. I always do two or three. Okay. <laughs> the key is getting rid of the hip. Oh, okay. I'm and, confused. And I, and I imagine a lot has to do with whether it's a hybrid T or a floribunda. Oh, okay. I'm I'm sure there's a better rule of thumb, but I I think every rose is going to have a different rule. Yeah. Maybe so. Okay. Well, I didn't mean to confuse hey, the matter. Uh, can I ask you another question? You know, Oops. when you uh, when you water the water the grass and you just first the water that first comes out of the hose is hot, like boiling. Does that do anything to the grass? Does that kill or weather? Grass or plants? No. no? Unless, it, unless it's a tender uh, plant. They, okay. Uh, they used, we used to uh, <laughs> talk about uh, uh, people, people believe that uh, if you put hot water uh, or uh-huh. water your plants during the day, it beaded the water. The water would bead and act like a tr- prism, like a magnifying glass. And yeah, burn a magnifying the- glass, and would burn holes in the leaves. Uh, and I, 
I, t I kept telling the nurseryman, no, that, that's not right. And uh, so I said, I tell you what I want you all to do. I want all the nurserymen to water during the day with a fine mist and uh, see if you can burn holes in the leaves that prism, with that prism. Right. And uh, <laughs> they, uh, so they all tried, and no one could do it except my major grower, Peterson. And he called me, said, uh, I tried your, uh, I, one of my employees tried your experiment. Now, he grows seedlings. And uh, they went out there and uh, picked up the holes on a day like today or when it's hotter and turned that water on without running it for a while. Oh, yeah, that's what he was talking about. It made it hot yeah. as hell. And he, right. all those, he, they burnt off all those seedlings. So would your advice oh. be to let it run just yeah, because well, well it doesn't I, take long if I don't you're not so. if you're not watering if you're watering something tender like a seedling that's come up in the garden mm -hmm. you better let it uh, cool down a little bit. You got any thoughts, Trace? Okay, water in the morning so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, you go. okay. Well, shoot, with the seed, I got to water all times of day. Hey, can I ask you uh, one more question? When the bird, sure. when the mockingbirds eat those the berries off the lantanas, is that is are they killing the blooms? When the mockingbirds no. eat those berries, if they're no, pulling no. berries, they're helping you. Uh, okay. So upright lantanas will bloom and berry, and they're not going to bloom again until the berry goes away. That's right. And so he's. Oh man! So I guess I got to stop shooting the lantanas, the mockingbirds. <laughs> <laughs> Either stop shooting them or, or go trim them off yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks, Thanks JJ. All right. Bye -bye. We are just about, I got about a minute and a half. Trace, I'm, anything you want to bring up uh, before we uh, wrap it up today? A great selection of house plants. Yeah. And uh, perennials. We've got tons and tons of stuff that we hadn't been able to get all year. Oh, good. What, what are people kind of most looking for in the perennial that you haven't been able to get? Uh, well, that variegated firebush that Jerry likes so much okay. would be uh, one of the first things. Uh, Night-blooming jasmine. We got fire spike. Ooh, um, that's good. All kinds of sedums. We still have some of the lower bush petunias. Yeah. Um, butterfly weed. Uh, probably best selection of caladiums that we've had all year. Uh, first time we got good-sized chrysandras in. Uh, mm -hmm. The bougainvilleas are all starting to kick back into bloom now that we're drying up a little bit. So uh, it's very colorful around here. Yeah, it is. And it's, uh, we'll, uh, we will uh, take a break for 22 hours, I guess, and come back. And we'll be back tomorrow at, uh, at noon back here on the porch. So uh, you can come like that nice gentleman did and bring your uh, clippings or stuff and or pictures. And we'll try to answer the question. Or you can call in. And when are the uh, Poinciana, the Mexican Bird of Paradise, supposed to? Well, we got little ones right now. Okay, the little uh, ones right bigger now. Bigger ones uh, Wednesday-ish. All right. We are going to say goodbye for today, but thanks to Al back at the station doing a great job. On behalf of, of Trace and on behalf of Jerry, I'm Milton Glick. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. It's a cold, lone star in my head. It's a quarter.